Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, you're listening to the Never Strays Far podcast with me, Ned Bolting. And me, David Miller. This podcast is brought to you by your company, David, which is called... Chapter 3. Go and check it out at chapter3.com, that's C-H-P-T-3, and you'll learn all about it. I founded it in 2015. Excellent. And by The Roadbook, which is the definitive cycling almanac, available for the duration of uh, Paris-Nice, which we'll be podcasting from every day, with a discount code that allows you free shipping on all UK orders. Just go to the website and enter NSF2020 when you check out. Paranese is finished, Ned. It has. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just eating my lunch. <laughs> and it was a, just had a quite heavy Italian salad with a fair amount of mozzarella. And I'm just eating. You don't need to know that. Anyway, um, it's finished and it was, uh, it was pretty much the show we expected. We had to wait a little bit longer on the climb than we had anticipated. But um, I'm happy with that. I think that's been, I think that's been a, a, a really good addition of the race. I mean... Strange in all sorts of ways, but uh, as a as a you know, if we if we remove the parentheses of worry that seem to encapsulate the entire human experience at the moment, and just concentrate on the the minutes of commentary we've done when we've honed in and forgotten about the rest of the world and just watched the the race, I've been very pleased with it as a spectacle. I think it's been amazing. Yeah, it's lived up to expectations. You say Paris is renowned as being this type of race where. It, it's always animated racing, uh, and that goes down a lot to the, the kind of the very nature of the course. It's, there are very few definitive moments, so it forces good bike racing. And we've seen, as usual, as sometimes happens, we've seen some new names come out and some old names reaffirm themselves. And, and we saw today in the, same, the final stage was this weekend was supposed to be the kind of the, the, the shootout, if you like, with the big summit finish today and then the, the classic um, hellish lap around Nice tomorrow. But it all came down to today, and it, uh, very much, as like you said, it happened kind of like what we expected it would, in that Nairo Quintana won, but he didn't attack from the bottom. He went with, what, 4Ks to go, 5Ks to go, and wow, did he go. He was, like, so much better than everybody else. And just and then from that moment on, that wasn't the group down to the absolute favourites. The five riders who were battling out the top five on GC were then started attacking each other, and eventually you had uh, Tice Benoit who we didn't talk about yesterday because we didn't talk about the stage, doing something, doing a pretty special ride. Carol talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then we had uh, Schachmann, who had been looking so dominant and in control. He did crack in the final four Ks. He, you could see him just on the ropes. And it was an amazing ride by him. And it was in a way, it's a good way for him to finish because he knows that he fought for that race and he only just held on by the skin of his teeth. Before the race started, uh, a couple of days before the race started, I said I sent Matt Rendell a WhatsApp message, and I said, "So Sergio Aguita is going to win Paris Nice, isn't he?" And um, Matt messaged me back, going, "Nah, nah, nah, Nairo, Nairo will win Paris Nice." 
Um, and he was kind of right, wasn't he? Except yeah. he wasn't. But yeah. I mean, you alluded to in the commentary, were it not for the time that he he lost in the crosswinds through that kind of through no fault of his own, as I understand, um, he would have smashed that race to bits. Smashed it to bits. I mean, it was a. As I, and as I said in commentary, it's mixed emotions for him because he did uh, what everyone expected. But it's bike racing. You've got to be there on every day, haven't you? That's the, that's the thing with stage racing. Schachmann was. Uh, Schachmann proved, yeah. 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 Um, here's a question for you that occurred to me only after we finished commentating about today's climb. If this had been the decisive, and it was a long climb, 16-kilometer climb, on a grand tour, or one of the decisive days on a grand tour, my suspicion is that however well and impressively their careers are developing, you would not have seen Max Schachmann and Tish Benoit in the mix alongside Pino and Quintana and Igita and Nibali at the top of that climb. So why did we see it today? What, what, what does that tell us? Does it have, a, have we just completely underestimated Schachmann and Benoit? Or is there something about the time in the season, this strange season that it is, and um, the fact that it's a week-long stage race that makes it different? Yeah, it's, I think it's been very hard racing this week. And I think we could see on that final climb that everybody was struggling, that it's uh, it's worn them all down. And especially these past two days, we saw Alaphilippe uh, to current quick step. They, they were out of the GC race, so they were really animating the race and making it extremely hard for everybody. And it did level the playing field somewhat. And I think that's why Nairo Quintana was able to make such a big difference on the final climb with... Granted, we expected him to go further down the bottom, but he didn't need to. He was just chasing a stage win. So I think he, even he was being pragmatic that he was too far down. So it would have been very interesting if he was still in the GC, because I think we might have seen a different race then. But um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I was a little bit disappointed in Igita. I thought he'd be going better on that last climb. Yeah. But, uh, but it, it ended up being the best five in GC were the best five in the climb, minus Quintana. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other day when um, I said, David, why don't you ring up somebody who you know at this race and interview them? And you kind of went, yeah, don't know anyone anymore though, do I? Because no. year by year, yeah, all, changing the guard. All, all your lot have retired. And you said, oh, is Stewie in it? Stewie it's O'Grady. Stewie, Anyway, Anyway, you did establish that probably Philippe Gilbert is probably, probably the, only one. the only one. Yeah. But um, Naira Quintana, you, your career's overlapped. Did you yeah. ever speak to him? Have you ever exchanged... Well, you speak Spanish. I think so, yeah, in 2013. 13, that's when he came onto the scene, wasn't it? Or 2011. No. When was it? When he did that? Well, t- 2013, he finished on the podium in the Tour de France. 2013, then. The yeah, and I congratulated him. He's really nice. Yeah, he's a really nice guy, but it was, it was just one of those kind of passing ones where he didn't have actually have conversations. Yeah. Just congratulations, and he was really smiley and... And nice about it and gracious. But you remember when we were podcasting and I came back from my trip to Colombia well, on Matt's invitation, I told you, I kind of reported yeah, that saying, yeah. there's such a different guy. There is such a different guy out in his natural environment. That then, I was really surprised by his demeanor, his manner, the respect that he's held in, the kind of, clearly, I mean, my Spanish, my Spanish is non-existent to very limited. And uh, um, I was struck by his evident wit. You yeah. know, he's someone, he's an entertainer, actually. Huh. He get, can get up on a stage in, literally on a stage in front of thousands of people and hold court and look as though he's enjoying it. Wow. Like co- the complete opposite end of the mm. spectrum from the rider that we think he is. And yet you can see that now being borne out, can't you, in, in the way he... His demeanor's completely different. And it, God, it's, isn't it such a psychological sport? Yeah, it really is. I'll say that. What is it the, um, in baseball they say? The, what is it they call it? The, I can't remember. I'll look it up later. 
Basket? Oh, baseball. The pitcher. Yeah. I don't know. When, they, when you have the, the bat. The, the mips, the jips, the slips. The sli- oh, that's a golf thing, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Well, yeah. basically, it's your mojo, isn't it? So, so and I think, uh, yeah. It's, it's in darts, it's dartitis. Dartitis, there you go. It's yeah. that sort of thing. And I think Nairo Quintana was starting to get that, a movie star. I think Cycling just, dartitis. Just like cycling dartitis. And, that's uh, an amazing analogy. And uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's rediscovered. He's, he's now throwing, he's heading bullseye. And I think it's, uh, it's an amazing... So, do you know, do you, know you, you have no idea how good an analogy that is, because you probably don't know what dartitis it actually is. It's an established phenomenon. Eric, it ended prematurely the great Eric Bristow's career, huh. right? And a number of, genuinely, a number of players, the greatest players get this, where you simply can't release the dart. You can't actually release the dart. Your fingers don't let you. Whoa. So it starts it, very incremental at first, just a p- tiny percentage point of <clears throat> delay on the release. Yeah. And bit by bit, it creeps into your game to the point where you can't throw a dart straight. That's crazy. And if you think about the way in the latter miserable Movistar years, Quintana yeah. has raced... And you've gone, there he is, there he is, in the group of faves. All the leaders left, all the leaders left. And you've got a poker face with the mirror shades. He's just about to release his dart. Dartitis, yeah, cycling yeah, dartitis. It. It's that's never it. come. There you go. Another bit of stroke of genius from us. <laughs> holding, holding world cycling Holding together. world darts Again. together as well. Yeah. We're all over it. That's good. So, yeah, so that's bike racing done now for 2020. So, <laughs> so that we, I mean, we were kind of joking about it. I almost said it in commentary, actually. I'll say it now. That was... Um, a really, really excellent stage race that I wanted to end. Mm, yeah. Really true. strange. It's been, I can just kind of say it now because I've, I felt slightly corporate yeah. responsibility to our wonderful hosts and broadcasters here. But I have felt, particularly over the last two or three days, a slight embarrassment on behalf of the race and um, by dint yeah. of being associated with the race on our behalf as well. I agree. I think it's been very weird considering cycling has been the only sports plugging along when borders have been closed and, you know, there's confinement and social isolation. And here we are with Paris Nice just still soldiering on. And it was starting to get a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest. And I think we all felt that. Yeah. Although, I mean, Daniel Fruby's actually been on the race with uh, cameraman John Tonetti. They they report a very different atmosphere from, from the ground sort of thing. They're saying, actually... A lot of the worrying on behalf of Perinice and its viability has been done of, on, on the outside from people yeah. who aren't there. And it's much more chilled than you might imagine uh, amongst the teams and the staff. And, you know, yeah, um, makes sense. W- which I can kind of understand if you're in a race bubble, you're in a race bubble. It's like okay. when we like I'm sure when you were racing, but now in your subsequent career as a broadcaster, when we we're on the tour. Yeah. We're when on you're the in, tour and everything else just yeah, it's true. kind of you know, yeah. fades into the distance. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's about it, really. And what else have we got? Well, I have been. Well, we could talk. Well, talk about <laughs> summer plans for a bike racing series, or is that, or is that all oh, yeah, um, no, no, embargoed? No, no, it's not embargoed. It's um, just a well, it's non-existent idea. at the moment. It doesn't even. It's still. So you in, can't embargo something that doesn't exist. It's really. in the genesis phase. I'd right. say it's it's not Peter it's Gabriel, Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got this idea. So many bike riders in Girona, and they're not really going to have anything to do now. <laughs> So why don't we organise like uh, just random races there? Like what? Ah, uh, like a Rock of Corba time trial. Yep. Like mystery distance, just meet up on the bridge and drone, and we're going to go out five hours, and yep. you follow the car, and we're going to set up like sprints Ooh. and times on climbs, and then maybe you could have the final twenty k's, is the like ultimate race to the drone assign, right? And you could do a series, and then we do 
pre-race interviews, post-race interviews. Oh, obviously. We could do, because we don't have to, we're not tied to Hang on, are you racing or are you broadcasting? No, no, broadcasting. But you're also the ra- like race, race director. director yeah. uh, race organizer. Yeah. Like everything in one room. Christian Prudhomme. Completely. Yeah. And, uh, and, you're gonna, also, and again, again do, against all public health advice, you're just going to push it forward, aren't you? Totally. Like Christian Prudhomme. Yeah, yeah. yeah just re- and, and we can even do during the race interviews. Yep. Because you can't do that normally, can you? No. No? Yeah, and we true. can, if we don't like the way the race is going, we can just shut it down and take, <laughs> turn left instead of right. You know? So it's, I think it could be, I think it'd be really good. And maybe just create... That's like the early days of the Tour of Britain. Totally. Just like that. <laughs> but I like the idea of doing that. Maybe, some, maybe have one day where we're going out and we've got a section of road where we're going to do what team can do the fastest, like, 2K lead out to here. And I don't know, just, I just totally make it up. Really, like all the random, all the random things that we've always dreamt about, chucking into the Tour de France, just actually make them happen in real, for real. Yeah, and just keep world cycling alive okay. in a kind of random way. Slight, I've got slight, one or two slight queries about this. Mm-hmm. One is, um, it's probably illegal in Spain now to get that many people together. Well, we might have to do small groups, right? Like races of ten people. I'm not saying it has to be a peloton. No, that's true. So you know what I mean. That's true. Um, second slight worry yeah. about it is, um, have you got public liability insurance? <sighs> <laughs> is, it, uh, is it happening on closed roads? Waivers. Is it happening on closed roads? Or are you expecting... This is old school. This is like the old school. It's just okay. totally, um, it's rebel racing. Okay. It's just out there for the pure joy of it. It sounds great. Yeah, thank you. I think <laughs> so. Uh, it's still quite a lot of work to be done on it, unfortunately. Yeah. Or it's just a case of, just go out and do it. <laughs> See if anybody turns up. I'm going to say right on Tuesday, this Tuesday coming at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'll be at the bottom of the Rock of Corbo with a stopwatch. <laughs> Come, and then I'm going to time you. We'll take, set you off. You can either do a bunch start, or you can go off at one minute intervals. See at the top. Do you know what? I, I mean, you, your failed attempt to become the CPA president, <clears> you know, you could have really, imagine if you were the <sighs> Donald Trump of cycling, you could have just called that into, could have totally you know? done this, yeah, that would have been mine all over, I could have forced them all as my, as my riders, <laughs> as I would take, totally abuse my power. But I love the fact that you're just a hive of sort of ridiculous ideas at the moment, and actually, I wonder if anybody is having anything like this kind of creative thinking over in Aigle at mm. UCI headquarters, or whether yeah. they're just in... Just like, panic at the moment. God, just be like doing deals left, right, and centre with Zwift and stuff I, like uh, that. Do you know what I mean? I just fear that the whole thing is, you know, in the hands of the lawyers now. Yeah, it's all about contracts and obligations and financial responsibilities, isn't it? That, and that's the problem. It's true. And, it's going um, to be super strange now. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, what are your plans? Go home hopefully tonight. Because a lot of uh, flights have been cancelled, and and then lockdown in Girona. Yeah. Start running again. Because yeah. that's like the best news ever. Yeah. The London Marathon has been postponed to October the 4th. Yeah. Why? Were you planning on doing it? Yeah, I was going to do it. Were you? And I was going to do go for my fastest ever. Gonna, I was going to go for a, a lifetime PB. Yeah. Like go sub 250. Wow. When I injured my back like six weeks ago. Right. And that just, I lost, I got diatitis about running. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and I just totally lost my mojo and I haven't been running at all for six weeks. Which and is then, kind of like. If you had been run, running the yeah. London Marathon, it would be the worst well, time to be was, laying off. Yeah, and I was like, so it's not going to happen. So oh, you already gave, given up, on, kind of it? Given yeah, up yeah. on it? I kind of given up on it. And so when I saw that news yesterday, I was like, hallelujah, it's back on. So I've got, I can get back into it now. This that's is happening. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, so that's exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just probably just hang out with the kids because they're off. So build ramps in the garden. Yeah. And do homeschooling. Yeah. And generally, obviously, I have my huge series of races that I need to organise, publicise, direct. Well, and also, I I don't think either of us have quite given up on the 
the possibility we might be contacted quite soon by Venue Prudhomme and, and um, La Patia for the grandest tour for the grandest tour yeah, which I mean, has resonated with a lot that in, seems pretty inevitable so that might keep us quite busy in October and yeah and this is this is just a good little dry run isn't it the Drona series the Rebel Race series is just a little kind of test event Sorry, have you just announced it as the Red Bull Race Series? No, no, Girona Rebel Racing Series. Oh, oh I thought you got a. I thought in your mind you signed a massive like. A, yeah, it'd be fine. We'll just get Red Bull to sponsor. It'd be brilliant. Be got anyway. Yeah, I've already got that covered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. So I guess just busy and faff around. Everyone's just going to be faffing for a while, aren't they? A lot of faff will be going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually genuinely, I was thinking about this. So my have a family member who's uh, works in the NHS, and um, the NHS are recalibrating how they're going to distribute their staff quite rapidly and um you know they are modeling what has to happen now on on quite rightly on the worst case imagined situation um and one of the consequences of staff being called into urgent and intensive care is that gaps open up all across the spectrum of healthcare including social care um so and this is really significant isn't it so people who are uh, this is unrelated to coronavirus you know how are they going to be uh, are unable for whatever reason to leave home due to deliver debilitating chronic conditions who are normally expecting social care to come and deliver their meals you know anyway what i'm saying is i might have an like many people in television but not just in television people who work in the gig economy you know right across the spectrum and there are hundreds of thousands if not millions of us in this country who are will be battling quite tough times uh, in their own mind but suddenly become free to the voluntary sector as a labour force. And I have a feeling, David, we might be picking up a bit of slack. You know, especially people you know, don't have any kids at home at the moment. I can can devote a bit of time to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm going to keep my eyes out and see what can be done because, um, you know, there's a a wave of news is about to crash over us, that's for sure. You know, and however it pans out, it ain't going to get better anytime soon, I don't think. No. Um. In the meantime, you've got to keep your business ticking along. Yeah. So I'm trying to remind three, you that you've got to yeah. plug something. So, um, God dear. for anybody, CHPT3, my company, chapter3.com. Um, so that's CHPT3.com. We've just launched all our new summer collection. It's really cool, actually. I'm really proud of it. So go on the website and check that out. Uh, T-shirts? No, this is cycling kit. A cycling kit. Yeah, okay. cycling jerseys and shorts, but really nice stuff. And if you go to well, check out, if you put in the code POD15. All right. That? Why is it 15? I have no idea. It sounds like a really stupid P-O-D-15. Because oh, it's 15% off. That's why. Okay. So POD15, capital letters, P-O-D-15, <laughs> and you get 15% off your whole order, whatever it is. So go and check it out. CHPT3.com. All right. That's not nearly as well thought as the discount code for the roadbook. NSF, never strays far, 2020. That gets you free uh, UK delivery for all the various offerings of the roadbook. And don't forget, the 2018 book is uh, discounted to go with the 2019 book. And plans are in place for the 2020 book, David. A lot of hilarity online already about how thin that might be. But <laughs> it's going to be quality. Um, uh, and that offer is available until, well, let's extend it until Sunday night, midnight. Um, that has been a stream of podcastery. That has been. Hasn't um, it? We've had some really nice feedback. Thank you very much, and um, we shall we shall go on. But at the moment, it's kind of hard to say when. Really, yeah, it is really hard to know. So, well, we might just do some random ones in the meantime. Might be doing some race reports from the Rebel Race Series in Drona. The Red Bull Race Series. <laughs> the Red Red Bull Rebel Race Series. Red Bull Rebel. Red Bull. If you're listening, uh, just get in you touch. know how to get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, David. Thank you. 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 